How's it going, Caleb? How are you, buddy? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Excited to talk some football, as always. And we got some Q&A stuff that we uh, we got a bunch of questions for on Twitter, which was awesome. Thanks for everybody sending in some questions. We're going to make sure we get them all done for you guys today. And don't forget, you can always ask us questions and we'll bring them up on the, on the podcast anyway. So if you ever feel the need to, you know, maybe like, well, I know we'll talk about this later, some... Uh, some trade questions and stuff, but maybe more of you guys should ask questions before you do some of these trades. Um, JT. <laughs> just to say the <laughs> least. Yeah. JT. Um, anyways, if you guys do have any questions or you just guys want to chat with us, see how we're doing, whatever you can follow us at the monsters FB on all of our social media pages. Um, but real quick, Devin, I know we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, you know, with the, with the Patriots podcast that we had on, which again, how incredible that was. Uh, but dude, this Deshaun Watson stuff, just getting crazier and crazier as, as time's going Dude, what are your thoughts on this, man? Like what, what should be going on right now? Man, it's just it, it like, I, and like we've said, you know, time and time again, the fact that the NFL still hasn't stepped into this yeah. is just baffling to me. But like, it's just more allegations. Um, the biggest thing to me that just came out that I was just like, did this just happen? But his lawyer, uh, you know, stood up and basically oh, geez, said, yeah. hey, happy endings aren't illegal. Like, yeah. it, what? <laughs> so, so you're telling me all these uh, allegations are true? Is that, is that what that, <laughs> right. was that the confession? <laughs> like, yeah. um, it's just, I, w- I was thinking about it. And I think, I, I, I don't remember if you posted it on Twitter, if I was just reading it on Twitter. But, um, I feel bad for any woman that works in the organization for the Browns right now. Yeah. Because like, just like that alone, them supporting him, you know, still being all in on this guaranteed money, you know, not wanting to backpedal on it, anything like that. And they're still all for it. It's just, it's just mind boggling to me that they even want to consider a guy like this. And, you know, through all of this, cause I mean, it's just, you know, and it's something we've said before, but one or two allegations. Okay. You know, do we believe him? Is it true? You know, you still benefited the doubt, you know, mm-hmm. it's until proven guilty. But like when you have 24 plus cases yeah. and it seems like they just keep coming yeah. and what six, six different massage therapists yeah. in the seventh band, like, I don't know, man, it's just the NFL. If they don't do at least a minimum of a one year suspension, at least it, it's really going to put a bad taste in my mouth. Well, I mean, dude, there's people calling for like his head even, man. Like they're saying that he shouldn't be even in the league anymore, you know, and they keep bringing up all the other cases, you know, the Calvin Ridley stuff where it's like, oh, well, he wasn't even betting while he was playing. Yeah. You suspended him very quickly for a year, uh, you know, just all, all of these different types of situations that have come across and, and you've really, you know, they brought up Josh Gordon was another one where it's like, dude, he just had marijuana issues and you guys won't even let him play in, in the NFL because it makes it look, you know, it taints the taste of the NFL. 
dude, I mean, yeah, literally, yeah, look, yeah. At, look at this situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look at this. And I think for me, it, you know, if obviously looking at the Browns, it's like, look, dude, they just want to win. I get it. Um, and one thing that we want to bring up because of the fact that everybody keeps thinking it and saying it, the Browns do not have a way to opt out of that contract. So anybody that keeps thinking, oh, well, they can just, you know, cut them and they don't have to pay them. That is not true. They do not have a way to get out of that contract until after the next two years are over. So I think it's 2020, uh, 2024, or 2025. I can't remember. I, where. I read that wrong. I, I thought I read that there was a way they could get out. Obviously they cannot, their draft yeah. picks are gone. Yeah. But I thought I, I, I thought I read because of, of a certain like law or if a certain thing goes into effect, it does void null and void the contract. So they can, but I, void, maybe I read that wrong. they can void. It's just, they can't void the first two years of the fully guaranteed. So they so, do. So he would just be dead money to them kind of, you know, and, yep. For two years, just for two years. Now, after that, they do have that loophole where they can come in and say, oh, well, now we're up to 35 people. You told us when we gave you this contract that there was no more issues. (laughs) And now we're now we're not at 22. We're at 35 or whatever. Honestly, any number from, you know, post 22. You know, right. they can basically say we're going to void the rest of your fully guaranteed, which is still basically it's going to be half or more. In so, which what, the, fir- the first year they pushed everything back. Right. So the first year isn't a lot off their cap space anyways. Yeah, I, I think that here I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, I, I, I want to say it was like somewhere only like around like five mil or something like that on this first year. Because like they were able to push it back with the expectation of like a eight to you know six to eight game suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I thought so too. They pushed it back because they were like, well, if he's going to get suspended, we don't want to pay him too much. Uh, yeah. So his base salary, dude. His yeah, his base salary is only a million dollars this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was something pretty low. Yeah, he has an eight mil signing bonus. But yeah, it's ridiculously low because of the fact that they were assuming that he would they, have they to get suspended. Right. Yeah. So then in 2023, he'll get the 46 mil. And then I, th- I want to say it's in 2024 is when they, m- they should be able to start voiding, which would still be right. three. So 2024, 2025 and 2026, of uh, 46 million that they can save. Um, yeah. but I mean, still, man, it's, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. And I agree with you, man, any, any female that's, and I know that there's a lot of women. Cause if you watch the Browns, you know, uh, YouTube pages, there's women that, you know, work all over the place. Um, you know, that I forget her name, but I see her all the time and she's amazing on there, but she's the one that like, we're going to come pick you up at this time. And you've got a flight scheduled, you know, that's doing all that coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd be nervous as can be. Yeah. If, cheerleaders you know like all this there's there's tons of them in the organization yeah and and you know women have you know started making those leaps and bounds and you know are finally getting the recognition they deserve when it comes to coaching when it comes to being officials you know like they're they're finally you know like we're, we're losing that stigma and now you're getting to this point <laughs> of like you're basically the nfl like sitting here saying Hey, it's okay if a man does this to a woman. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it, it's just it's it's a it's ridiculous. Yeah, it sucks, man. Um, you know, and we'll we'll move on here in a second. But you, my last thing is is I I'm with you as far as the year thing. I think I'm still going to be more frustrated if all of these allegations it seems like are very accurate. You know, I mean, with with Rusty Harden coming out and saying what you said earlier. 
I mean, technically he's right that those aren't illegal, but you're still kind of, you know, you're playing with fire at that point. You're going down the path that those things did take place. Um, so to me, I, I feel like I've seen a lot less get people kicked out of the NFL. And so like, I don't know if I kind of want to ever see him in the NFL anymore. I think he's extremely talented quarterback, but guess what? You being a talented athlete doesn't give you the right to do these types of things. So exactly. I'm kind of like, I don't even think a year's enough, man. I don't think I want to see him in there. No, I, I agree. I think, I think, and I understand some people's argument of the whole innocent until proven guilty. I, I get that. And I fully support that because there's so many things that can happen, but at what point is it? You realize like, there's gotta be some guilt here. Like, oh yeah. I'm 66, already there, man. 66 yeah, people, 66 women in 17 months that yeah. we know of. Yeah. That's, like, that's it. And, and even the NDA thing is really, I mean, come on, dude, when you have people signing NDAs, that's because you're probably doing something wrong. You're doing something illegal. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I don't, you know, like, okay, I get it. You know, we're, we're talking like housekeeping. Let's be honest. I, you know, I, I, maybe that was a little, little bit of a stretch, but when you're talking about a massage therapist, you know, coming and doing an NDA and it's not actually at your house, it's at a hotel. So like mm-hmm. the NDA really didn't need to be signed. Cause I mean, you're at a hotel, so they're not going to come to your, you know, they're, they're not going to know where your house is. You know, right. cause I, I know someone brought up, they're like, oh yeah, but people do NDAs for like, you know, house clean, cleaners coming over. They don't want to, you know, say, oh, well this is where Tom Brady lives and blah, blah. I get that. But that's not what this right. is. <laughs> it's just not. So very strange situation. Guys, let us know. Let us know what you guys think about Deshaun Watson, because I know that, you know, Devin and I are extremely frustrated with this situation. We have been for a while. Um, and that's not going to change anytime soon. I'm sure for either one of us. So, um, but let us know, man. Do you guys think uh, Deshaun Watson deserves to still be in the NFL? Yes or no? All right, man, let's do it. Let's jump into these questions. We got seven of them. We got some really good ones. Uh, This first one, man, this one hits me a little hard and it hurts and you know, it's going to (laughs) hurt. But uh, (laughs) Steve, Steve comes out on Twitter and says with Melvin Gordon coming back to Denver, do you guys think that Williams will still be a top back this season? So, you know, you know, Javante Williams is my boy. I I absolutely love Javante Williams. Let's preface this real quick. And Devin, I'll get your thoughts here in a second. I didn't think Javante Williams was going to be a number one per se. I think he could have been close. Maybe, maybe that 12 to 13, maybe 14. He's definitely going to, he was definitely going to be a two for me. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'm not happy when Melvin Gordon signed, dude. It really upset me. I do think that Melvin Gordon is going to take a backseat to Javante Williams this year, but I also know, well, they got Russell Wilson there now who wants to throw the ball. And so yeah. I'm also fine with that because he can catch, but how much utilization is he going to get in the receiving game versus Melvin Gordon? Cause he can also catch. So it is going to be a little bit. I do not think he is going to be a number one this season. I, I wasn't really on that train, even though I'm a huge fan, but I mm-hmm. do think he still can be a number two. And I think he's still draftable. Um, definitely. I think the last time I looked at his draft though, he was going in like the late second, which I think is a little early for, for um, yeah. my taste. Yeah, the 212 is what I was seeing. So it's a little early for me just because of the fact that I don't know um, that utilization. I'd probably do, I'd probably push that to maybe the mid, mid early to mid third uh, round for me. But, uh, you know, 
because uh, he's going before people like Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is insane because like let's face it, with that whole you know situation and them not really having the receivers they had. I mean, yeah, and, and it's one of those I hate to say it because I I like AJ Dillon and I think he needs more opportunity and maybe he will get the rushing opportunity and Aaron Jones kind of pulls into more of a Hines role and you know like you know hits more of the wide receiver aspect for it, but like. Um, I think Jones is going to have a huge year. Yeah. Um, as far as like Javante goes, I don't think Melvin signing hurts him as bad as some people think. Yeah. Um, and here, here's why I say this last year, it was <laughs> Melvin as the starter, yeah. Javante as the accessory role. You know, he was that change of pace back. He was the one that came in, you know, and got those, you know, short yardage here and there and kind of, you know, gave that, you know, a little bit of a break and kind of like, they, they eased him into the league a little more. Even yeah. with that, I want to say what right behind Jonathan Taylor, he like had a, like led the league with like a forced tackle rate. Um, you know, like as far as getting yards after contact, you know, he was able to just break through the tackles, you know, mm-hmm. and he was very, he's very shifty. He's very elusive. So I still think he has a lot of ops upside to where he could be, you know, in that maybe RB one, but like, kind of like you said, I, I have him more of as like an RB two. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, dude, he finished as an RB two as a backup. Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, and like, so we, know, we know it's going to get better, but the other thing, like you said, you have to factor in is that was with drew lock and Bridgewater yes. as a quarterback yes. where they had to rely on that run game. Yes. You know, um, even if you think back to, you know, um, Chris Carson, if you think back to, um, uh, why did I just forget his name? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yep. If you think back to some of those big runners that were there in their prime with, with Russell Wilson, they still had good seasons, but Russell Wilson still wants to send that ball yard. Yeah. And when he's got guys like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, um, you know, he's still going to be able to stretch the field and do that, which does open up your running game some, but it also takes away from your run game some. So you have to kind of factor that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love this guy. I, I think he is going to be an incredible running back in the NFL, but he is locked in as a number two for sure. That's not going to change. Um, I mean, dude, 4.4 carry. I mean, he, he was almost a thousand yard rusher, dude. He had 900 rushing yeah. yards. Again, guys, as a backup. Um, the most efficient backup in the NFL last year. And I think he's going to be the most efficient, one of the most efficient starters, um, pending on how often he's going to be able to touch the ball. And I mean, he had 43 receptions last year. I actually look to see that's going to probably go up. Um, I hope, I really hope he can get, you know, around that 50 to, to 60 mark. I think he can. We'll just have yeah, to, I, I think we'll he can, especially with, especially with Russ, you know, like, they're, they're obviously going to have a lot of design plays for the, you know, deep routes with the guys that they have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they don't have that open, it's going to be all day just getting dumped off to him, you know? And, and so I think he is going to do well in the receiving game as well. All right. Let's move on to our next question. This is from Michael. Okay. It looks like it's a two-parter. Uh, which late round rookie wide receiver are you taking a shot on this coming redraft season? So, okay. So we're, we're talking in the fall. And then he also wants to know, our thoughts on Lamar. Thanks. Love the show. Ah, thanks, Michael. We love you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Michael. Yeah, man. Glad you, glad you like the show. So 
Ooh, that one's a hard one. So let's start with Lamar. I think that'll be the easier one to answer. I think Lamar is still Lamar. I mean, I know he's going into that whole contract fiasco thing that everybody's complaining about. It doesn't seem like he's overly worried about playing on his final year. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that only kind of benefits him to get a bigger contract after this season, especially if he comes out and does what Lamar does and right. you know has an, a great season. He's going to get paid huge next season. Uh, especially after the Sean Watson, <laughs> especially after that. Right. So, yeah. Like, I mean, he can get, he can get, he'll get a lot of money if he plays well. Uh, I don't see anything changing. I know he had a down year last year. I think Lamar is still going to be a top 10 quarterback. He will always be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I look for him to still be a number one this coming season. Yeah. His legs just keep him always, uh, in there as a quarterback that you're going to have to go after, you know, kind of the same thing with Kyler Murray, you know, both those guys, they can do it in the air, but they also are going to be able to take it on the ground and get you those, you know, uh, yards, those points that you're going to get from all that. Um, I think losing Hollywood, a lot of people think Lamar is going to go downhill a little. Um, and for some reason people forget. And I think maybe it's because he was injured to start the year. Um, Rashad Bateman's still there. And, um, mm-hmm. obviously Mark Andrews, you know, those are two huge targets for him that he's going to, you know, feed into. You also have, um, you know, pending injury and how they're coming, but it looks, everything's trending up. You've got JK Dobbins coming back. Um, you know, so like that offense is really starting to, you know, fire and starting to look a lot better, you know, to where it can be. And like I said, I mean, I just, I have high hopes for Bateman this year. Uh, I'm really high on him. I think he's going to have a great year. And I mean, and obviously for him to succeed that way, it's going to have to be Lamar doing that. And I just, I I think Lamar is going to be still fine still. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about Lamar. Lamar's Lamar, man. Like, yeah, again, guys, he had a, he had a rough season. Let's not, let's not forget that he did, but I'm not worried about him this year. I think he's going to be absolute monster again, just as long as he can stay healthy. So, uh, next one then for Michael is the late round wide receiver, uh, rookie wide receiver. So I, I, I will say that I do like always taking a shot on a rookie wide receiver late in the draft, just because of the fact that dude, I mean, if you hit man, like it's a good year for you. <laughs> it's going to oh, be yeah, a really, yeah, the, really good the year. value that you can get. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You got to hit though. So I do understand the question. So, all right, man, Devin, Who's going to be your guy? Um, I do have the ADP check up right now, so I can check and see. Uh, it looks like the earliest rookie wide receiver right now is Traylon Burks going at 6'11". So I wouldn't necessarily... Oh, Burks, cla- Burks, is, it's ridiculous. Burks is officially ahead of Drake London. Yes. Yep. By Man. almost a full round, dude. Um, Man. About a half round off. So I don't know why... Um, we can we'll talk Burks here in a little probably next episode, right? But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, for sure. we'll definitely be talking Traylon Burks here soon. But um, so yeah, six eleven. I don't even classify that as a late round pick. No, no. So let's let's go a little uh, bit farther. Drake London is going at the seven oh four, which again okay. I wouldn't classify that as a late round pick either. No, no. Garrett you're Wilson seven oh six. That's still a little early. So let's go Jamison Williams. Here we go. Jamison Williams is at the 10.06. Chris Olave at the 8.12. Alec Pierce at the 16.03. And the question's for redraft, right? This is redraft. Yep. So Christian Watson at the okay. 10.04. Sky Moore at 11. Uh, John Mitchie at 18. So so we're, we're kind of looking around there. Did you say... 
Did you say Pierce with the Colts is at... 16.03. 16? Okay, so, I mean, he wasn't <laughs> going to be one of the ones I was going to say, but at 16, I think that's going to have to be one that's going to be a steal for you. Yeah, um, that's not even you got, in most you gotta, drafts. Yeah, no, just you got a guy with like Matty eyes throwing. Um, Let's be honest. We all know Michael Pittman and what he can do. So he's going to be great. And we have Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously going to be, you know, commanding that offense still. Um, Outside of that, I mean, Paris Campbell's looking very good right now. Um, But the thing, unfortunately, that we've seen year in and year out and, you know, knock on wood, I hope he can, you know, finally have it. But he just can't seem to stay healthy, Mm -hmm. which in turn boom, there's Pierce's opportunity, you know? So, um, and with a guy with two big guys like Pierce and Michael Pittman, um, obviously I don't put them on the same level, but that's going to bring back some Roddy white Julio Jones vibes to me. You know, you two big targets, they can just kind of work the field and just, you know, with a guy who can throw it and place it anywhere he wants per Michael Pittman's uh, words. Yeah. But um, no, honestly, I have three guys in mind outside of even Pierce, you know, that Jeez. I was kind of looking at here. Jeez, that's a um, lot. Just, All to, right. just to kind of give you guys, you know, some, <laughs> some variety in case someone gets taken. So first one, I think he's probably going a little earlier now because of some of the reports. Um, but David Bell from Purdue that went to Cleveland, I was pretty high on him coming out of the draft. 1508. And. 1508. Okay. So yeah, 1508. Um, he's already imp- like impressing everyone at OTAs. Obviously, the one thing that's going to kind of hurt him, and don't get me wrong, as a Colts fan, I will watch this guy play, but most likely the Browns are looking at Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. Yep. Um, with this whole Deshaun Watson thing, and obviously Baker's not going to play for him. Uh, so that could hurt him, but at the same point in time, he can air it out. He he can throw a deep ball. He can you know hit some targets. Obviously, Amari Cooper is going to be the one pulling a lot of the uh, attention. So I, I I think Bell could do something. The other one that I really am uh, kind of liking is Wondell Robinson. Oh, jeez, you're killing me with that one. I man, I just the only the big reason for that one for he's me going undrafted. is just he's going undrafted. Okay, so yeah. it's just the Kadarius Tony situation. Yeah, and it, you know, like I know a lot of people aren't high on Danny Dimes, but I still feel like he still is a decent quarterback but what i think is going to help any receiver in that team and i'm hoping you know on this one too but i think barkley is finally going to have a good year again which is going to just open up that passing game for him that's something they haven't really had the last few years is a good rushing game so it's been easy for people and even then i mean um like i was just saying with uh Kadarius tony he still had a pretty good rookie season last year and then my final guy is actually someone we talked about last week with the uh, the Patriots podcast mm-hmm. and Tyquan Thornton, just because he's very speedy. All the reports are of how Mac Jones, his arm strength has got better. He lost some weight, like put on muscle, but lost some of his, you know, his, uh, his insulation as we'll put it. <laughs> and um, I just, I, I think Thornton, it could be a sneaky pick. And that's probably another guy that's going undrafted in a lot of leagues. Yeah. They're going pretty much back to back. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what about I, you, yeah, like, I'm going to give at? you guys, I'm going to give you guys one guy. And, uh, 
that's just because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if, if this was just rookies in general, rookie wide receivers in general, I would go Drake London all day. Um, just because of the fact I think he's going to have the most immediate impact right away down in Atlanta. I do love um, that landing spot for him. But if he's off the table because it, it is early, I really like this pick. And he's actually going to get drafted, guys. So, I mean, no no offense, Devin. Uh, but uh, hey, hey, he, he said take a shot. So I, I took a shot. Yeah, that's true. He did say that. <laughs> so this guy's going at the 12.03. So it's a, it's a late pick. But I like George Pickens out of Pittsburgh. And here's why is, yeah, it's not Ben Roethlisberger. I think that's a good thing (laughs) because the dude could barely get the ball down the field last season. It's amazing that he even made the playoffs. Like that's credit to how, how good, you know, maybe that team was and, and still how he was in general. But, uh, you know, with Trubisky there and, and pending if Pickett ends up playing, which I don't think he will. I think it's Trubisky's team. Um, at least for this year. Pickens is coming into a, a team, man. Like Juju's no longer there. Chase Claypool isn't really kind of turning into the receiver we thought Chase Claypool was going to be. He's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad by any means, but he's not the superstar um, for the big type of, you know, Megatron type of player people thought he was going to be. George Pickens mm-hmm. come in, man. He's a great size. I think he really fits the offense. And I think, I mean, 6'3", 200. He can get downfield really well. Deontay Johnson's going to be your your possession guy. He's going to get all the receptions. But, dude, I think George Pickens can really slide in to that number three spot. And maybe if he's playing well and has enough a connection, dude, I'm going to hot take right here. He could bump Chase Claypool, man. Like, I think yeah. he does have the ability to do it. He is not a – he's a very good wide receiver. Both wide receivers were taken in the second round. Do George do not underestimate George Pickens this season. I think he was a very very underrated draft pick this this uh, this past year. So that's that's my guy. Um, again, you know we're talking late rounds, so that was late. All right, let's get through these. Uh, we'll we'll, tr- we'll lightning through the rest of them. Um, all right, this one will be easy. Fred wants to know: uh, Will Tyreek Hill still be a number one this season for fantasy? My answer is no. <laughs> Um, uh, we'll leave it there. I don't care about the the crap that he thinks that, you know, Mahomes can throw the ball deeper, uh, but two is more accurate. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It just, here's the thing in the entire time he was in Kansas city. I don't think I heard the dude ever do a press conference or talk or anything. Yeah. And since being moved, all he wants to do is like blow Talk. up how good Tua is. Yeah. And and I feel like that's just trying to boost Tua's confidence a little bit. Mm. And to, you know, like I, I feel like there's something there to it. I just but no. Um wide receiver <laughs> two, yeah, I think he'll still be there. But I just he's not gonna have the any of those deep threat really options that he's, you know, sometimes had. He's still obviously he's still shifty, he's still elusive, but I still I just think he's gonna struggle some this year. Yeah, I mean, I haven't completed my my uh, wide receiver rankings yet, but he's not in my top 12. I will say yeah. that. And it is all because of the fact that he's in Miami. I think you're right, mm-hmm. man. I think he's trying to justify why he went there. Dude, just yeah. say, dude, I came here because I got paid. Yep. <laughs> I got paid I a lot of money. I wanted to be in Miami. That's I it. wanted to be in Miami and I got the money, yeah. you know, like just stop that's there. cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, you do you boo boo. Like go get your money. You're fine. Just 
stop all this other nonsense. Uh, Josh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's Josh Smith. Our uh, producer is JT. His also name is Josh and his last name is Smith. I don't think it's the same guy though, because that's not his Twitter handle. <laughs> but uh, oh, we kind of already answered this one. What 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 do you think yeah. we're going to happen with Deshaun Watson? So we'll just kind of reiterate real fast. Um, we he's getting suspended. How long we don't know, but he will definitely yeah. be getting suspended. So don't draft him. Yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, Robbie, okay, here's a good one. Uh, looks like it's a non superflex dynasty league. Okay. Justin Fields and a future third, uh, or Jalen Hurts. Who? Which side would you rather take? Well, future third. So I'm guessing you know maybe next year. Yep. Um, Fields. I don't think. I think he will still have a decent year, but with once again, we've kind of talked about this too, with the fact that they didn't go out and get anyone. You know, Velis Jones <laughs> uh, Jr. Yeah, from you know Tennessee, the oldest receiver in the draft, I believe. Um, you know, who still is going to be decent for him and they have Mooney, but like that offense just isn't going to be it. And I think fields is going to struggle with it. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see fields traded, be asking for a trade before it's all said and done, like before next year's season. Um, yeah, but I mean, for me and you know, I I've talked about this. I just actually made a trade for this guy. He's actually the first autographed Jersey I have now. I'm, I'm for Hertz. I think yeah. Hertz is going to have a top three, or top five, maybe top three. Let's put it that way. Type of year with bringing in Brown and having, you know, Devonta. And I just, I think he's going to be able to really do it. And I mean, I'm, I would, if you can get Hertz, you know, go all for Hertz. Yeah. I, th- I think this is kind of almost a non, uh, you know, a no brainer here. I love Justin Fields. Justin Fields was one of my favorite quarterbacks coming into th- that draft last year. I just think he's been mm-hmm. uh, not let, a couple years ago, but he was, I just think he's been burned, you know, so much. They had nothing really working for him in Chicago. They finally got rid of the bad, uh, you know, you know, Brian, uh, Ryan pace. And they got rid of, uh, why can't I think of, I hated him so much. I came with that Matt Nagy. Like, I've, Nagy, I've like yeah. thrown him out of my head because I hated him so much right. as a coach. Um, but, but they did nothing for him and then they did nothing for him this past season. So, well, and and the thing is, I mean, you you've now brought in Eberflus from the Colts as you know the Colts defensive Def- coach, yeah, as defensive your head, coach. head coach. You know, so like, <laughs> so what did he do? And, and, you know, Bunch exactly. You know, <laughs> he went defense. You know, so I just I don't think that I it's you know Fields' talent's going to be underutilized there, and I hate yeah. to see it because he is a very talented player, and I'm afraid that he's going to try and do too much with his legs. That's Can- what I'm really hoping we don't see, but. I'm going to be honest with you, man. And, and, and you tell me if, if you disagree with this, but this is, this is actually my fear. You ready for this? My biggest fear for Justin Fields is he turns into Sam Darnold. And here's why I say that Sam Darnold is a dang good quarterback. He really is. He's actually a very good quarterback. He's just been screwed so hard by getting drafted to the jets. And he's just never been able to gain traction in the NFL. And that is exactly what I'm seeing right now with Justin Fields is he is an excellent quarterback and he got drafted to the freaking bears and he's just not been able to gain traction. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really nervous. That's, that's where I'm at is I don't want to see him end up in that same path. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Cool. All right. Last two, uh, Emilio, he would like to know what's your thought on fab. I have a dynasty league that is, on it looks like year four and I've been wanting to do fab 
By the way, should we let him know that Fab's with two A's? <laughs> just yeah, Emil- yeah, hey, Emilio, Fab's with two A's, buddy. Just letting you know. Um, but nobody will do it. <laughs> uh, I would look at it this way, man. You're in a dynasty league. Get some new people. Because if they don't want to do fab, then they're not really fantasy football enthusiasts. You guys, this is for anybody that wants to know this redraft or dynasty. I don't care which is which you need to do fab. (laughs) Fab is literally the only way to go. And this is why you want, you do fantasy football to kind of feel like a GM of a football team. That's why you play. That's why you do fantasy football. You want to create your team. You want to see how you can do it. You draft your players. Okay. Every NFL team has a budget. Well, yeah, you're not really buying your players per se in the draft with that budget. You can auction if you want, but fab kind of gives you that free agent budget mentality where you can go and get those players. It also evens everything out because what happens is in a lot of uh, leagues where they do the rolling waivers, all the old people that (laughs) might be playing in your league that are retired, or maybe someone that doesn't really work all the time, they might be able to go in there and snipe people so much faster than you can, you know, cause they're paying attention more often. Fab's just going to make it easier for everybody. You get it. You basically bid on the player highest bid wins. You didn't bid enough. That's your problem. But I love fab. I don't think there's anything else that you should be doing. And I, I'm pretty sure you don't even disagree with me on that one. No, no. I mean, I, I got lucky. I actually had a startup league last year. And for some reason going into it, um, they didn't put players on their taxi like they should have. And they dropped Javante. And uh, I dumped my full hundred dollars for my season on Javante because I didn't want a chance not getting him. And, you know, like if I, if it was a rolling waiver, you know, there's a chance I wouldn't have that, you know, and fab is fab is just, it's gotta be the way you're doing dynasty. Um, That's just all there is to it. If you're not doing fab, then you're, you are, you're just missing out on that opportunity to really be a GM. Like you're supposed to be in dynasty. Right. All right. Last question. Uh, is that Brian? No, Bren. Bren. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't know if maybe it was misspelled Bren. I'm sorry, Bren. No, 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 no. I typed it in there. Yeah. It's Bren. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks Bren for your question. Uh, which rookie wide receiver will have the most impactful season. So kind of, slightly answered that and slightly didn't <laughs> at the same time with uh, Michael's question um, for me, if we're not, if, if so, if, if rounds don't come into play here, Drake London to me is going to have the most impactful season. Uh, they literally have no wide receivers down in Atlanta and Marcus Mariota is not a terrible quarterback. He's just, he needs to yeah. kind of find his rhythm again. And mm-hmm. you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I think it's a really, really solid setup down there for him to be able to have a very, very efficient year. Uh, that's that's who I would go with. I think he has the the possibility to have the most impactful season. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I I think that oh, is there. Yeah. Um. But I also, and I know you don't like this guy. I'll say it because that's gonna uh, make me mad. But Chris Olave, Olave, oh, whatever. Geez, Chris Olave. And I'm just like. Here's why the only reason I say that Michael Thomas still has some question marks around him. We, we don't know what that situation is going to be. Yep. We also are looking at some kind of suspension for Kamara. We're sure that's going to come mm-hmm. August. So right off, right off the gate. I think he's going to have a big impact just because he does have speed. 
He can be that big receiver. And we know what Winston can do. You know, sure, he might, he's probably going to throw some interceptions in the process, but he's going <laughs> to air that ball out. And so yeah. with that, I think there's a chance that he actually can be the surprise that could actually just be a dark horse that could really help out and be the top rookie this year. Yeah. I don't hate Chris Olave. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. I think for me, he's just very undersized for what I would look for in a wide receiver. And in that division, I feel like he's just going to get bumped off the ball very easily. Like, I don't know how he's going to stack up against some of these corners. So I just, I don't know. And I don't trust that offense and the, with a new head coach and, and all that kind of stuff too. So I don't know. I get it. But like, I'm just, I always like to have that underdog pick. I mean, obviously Drake London's the guy we're always looking at, but I just, I, I just have a feeling that he could be a little better than what we were thinking. Right. Well guys, let us know your guys is, uh, you know, for the guys that didn't uh, ask questions, let us know your thoughts on these questions. You got our answers. Thank you guys all for uh, for asking those questions. We'll be kind of doing some, you know, sprinkling some Q and A's here and there. So we'll definitely get some um, out to you. But uh, thanks again, everybody, for uh, listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. We'll catch you next time. See you guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts Oh, these chains can keep me down yeah. I can be rude, in the mood, I can be rotten I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark, waiting for you Yeah, I feel like a monster And I'm just in a haunted